Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by Otis. Hey, how's it going? Greg. Merry, merry, merry. And Emma. Ho, 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 bitches. And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode four, Falling for Christmas. Uh, A.K.A. Overboard 2022. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for the uninitiated for this Christmas film, the reason I said Overboard, and I'm talking about the 1987 Goldie Hawn film that I absolutely adore with Kurt Russell. That's the movie where they fell in love and they've been together ever since. Yeah, uh, it's a really good movie. But it's uh, a character loses their memory. They meet someone. Usually the person they meet is very manipulative and tricks them. And then they fall in love at the end. Well, that's what happens. That's, in, that's an overboard. In, overboard. <laughs> in this one, there's not a lot of manipulation because it's Christmas. Yeah, they're all nice people. But it is Lindsay Lohan losing her memory and kind of becoming a new person and learning things about Christmas and, I don't know, trying to survive a crazy Santa's machinations for, so for a small town. He's crazy. But, um, but Greg, what did you think about Falling for Christmas? Yeah, I feel like I owe you guys an apology for even requesting this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> but I, I assume you guys enjoyed it more than I did. I'm probably being dramatic about it, but I was underwhelmed. Um, I could point you in the direction of some more underwhelming movies if, not, all- if you need to like cleanse your palate and see how good this movie actually is. Well, we no, even I have could. one that you won't even make it 10 minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'll point you in the direction it. of another movie that was on our list that Emma and I couldn't even get 10 minutes through. Really? We what, just what, skipped it. What movie was this? 48 Christmas Wishes. Hmm. 10 minutes. Also on Netflix. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I assumed all I had to do was hit the search bar on my remote and then look up Lifetime channel. And other, other, that's oh, those there. are bad, too. Also solid. I just, I don't know what I expected it to be, but it is, I wasn't, it wasn't. Ah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't expect it for it to be emotional necessarily, but I did expect it to, you know, I just felt nothing. I didn't feel it was, it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't particularly emotional. It wasn't particularly exciting. It was just, I was just along for the ride. Yeah. What about you, Emma? what do you think? Um, <clears throat> I have to agree like 97%. I was 3% more entertained than Greg, but that's because I was just laughing at the just old Lindsay Lohan. And I was like, I can't really get past how hard people tried to hide that she's like 40. She's 36. I said like. (laughs) Emma, I, as a 35 year old, I'm, you need to shut the fuck up right now. No, but you look <laughs> no older than like 28, Katie. Well, okay, Lindsay like, Lohan, we all know that she had, she's had a past, okay? Oh, drugs yes. age you. Oh, yeah. Don't do drugs. Exactly. But I mean, it's part of one of my seven words, but I was, I was a little more entertained than Otis. It was very cute, or Otis, Greg, but I, 
I kind of like the sappy, goofy Christmas nonsense. Yeah. So I enjoyed it a little bit more. I did feel like a lot of it was very forced and pushed. But again, sappy Christmas movie. That's kind of how it goes. So, (laughs) yeah. Overall, trending in and yes, but still, uh, yeah, I guess it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. It was definitely, they definitely took so many cues from Overboard um, with the like the physical humor that um, Goldie Hawn put into her performance in Overboard. Like Lindsay Lohan just straight up copied that shit. Her and Tad were both doing like the weirdest, like over the top movements in a bunch of different places. So that was kind of weird only because that style of physical humor isn't really around in movies so much anymore. Like no one's really doing that. So it's, it just feels dated when it happens in a movie now. I didn't mind this movie. I thought it was okay. I do feel like it could have been sappier if that, like it, it was missing something. Like, I don't know. Like it needs, it needed to either not be as corny with the comedy or take itself a bit more seriously with the emotion. I felt like. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yes. Um, and I was like, the story was fine. I was overwhelmed by, a desperate want to go to this little tiny Christmas village that they live in. Yes. Cause what the fuck was that? I want to go there. Mm-hmm. I'd stay at that B and B. Absolutely. So I've said it multiple times. I'm not the biggest Christmas movie person. And for all intents and purposes, all clues and signals for this movie, I shouldn't like it at all. I really shouldn't. But you like Lindsay Lohan? I yeah, she's amazing. I I didn't hate it. Yeah. I actually watched it twice to make sure I didn't like hate it. But I actually two and a half when I got home. It was fine. I've seen this plot billions of times and they actually kind of combined other plots into it too with the failing, you know, resort and stuff. I've seen this mm-hmm. in other movies like, "Oh no, we're out of money. What are we going to do?" Yeah, it just it was safe. They went the safest route with this movie and it was fine. They didn't do anything crazy. They didn't have to. I was actually surprised some of the relationships in this movie that they, you know, they didn't outwardly say things. But you're like, oh, they're together. Oh, they're together. Okay, And it just happens real quick. And it's like, okay, but for, you know, Netflix, this was a safe as hell movie. You know, it's what it was. (laughs) <laughs> I did have to giggle that there was legit no kissing until like the very, very end. The absolute end. And I, <clears throat> not that I am a smut queen. I, I am not. But I was like, excuse me. Not, not even, not even a little, not, not nothing. They kept trying. I know. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Frustrated. Yeah. So uh, we'll get their story and talk about it. And you will absolutely feel like you know the story. You probably know where it's going to head in the next direction. But yeah, it, it, it's a safe, silly Christmas film. Hour and 45 minutes, I think. An hour 30. Oh, okay. 
yeah, nothing crazy, nothing to write home to. But it's good to see Lindsay Lohan. She had some time off doing movies and stuff. She actually executive produced this film and she starred in it. And I thought she actually did a really good job. This was her return to acting from a many year hiatus that followed her like crazy years, we'll call them. Her wild and crazy years where she just was like off the rails and bleach blonde and 80 pounds and doing cocaine. I I thought she did an amazing job, you know, for being out of the acting grid. Amazing, yeah. you say? Hmm. Pretty damn good, aren't you? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we'll get through the story real quick. <laughs> You've seen it before. So, just like in Overboard, Goldie Hawn's character, we meet up with Sierra Belmont. She is hotel heiress. Yeah, spoils the perfect word, I think. And uh, when we first meet her, meet up with her. She's talking to her boyfriend on the phone, Ted, and he is a influencer. That's how you know this movie is modern as fuck, because we get the conversation about social media and how you can just kind of be a glorified salesman like Sierra's dad tells Ted (laughs) and you're just famous like that. So they're talking about the fact that Sierra is getting appointed to be vice president of atmosphere. So her dad, he is this business mogul and he owns all of these resorts everywhere. And I see he probably has his hands in other things, but he's stupid rich. And so she wants to do something more than just, you know, have the last name of a very rich and cool guy. And I get that. And you see that all the time, uh, just like the Hilton, like children in Paris, she's, doing better now but there was a big chunk of time where Paris Hilton she didn't really give a shit about you know taking over with the hotels or doing anything with that she just wanted to be rich and drunk and party is currently doing anything with the hotels I'm just saying she seems she's doing commercials for him now oh you're right you're right so as I said she's she's doing yeah better you're right she's a spokesperson (laughs) yeah she's doing better than when she was when she was what 21 in her 20s not giving a shit yeah so, like I said, around this time, Sierra wants to do more. She doesn't want to be vice president of Atmosphere. That doesn't even sound like a real job. It's not. Her dad is just trying to just make sure that she's... I'm trying to explain what, like, he doesn't want that her she's to... she's taken care of, that she has... Thank you. That's the thing. Yeah. Because he's not the biggest fan of Tad, for good reason. He's kind of weird. But, like I said, he's an influencer, and he he's like, oh, we're good. I got my finger on the pulse and i'm dating sierra it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be taken care of dad no he didn't say dad yet but he calls him Bo because his dad's Beauregard, her dad so around this time ted is going to hang out with sierra and they were going to do a photo shoot but ted takes sierra to a mountaintop to do the photo shoot instead of at the resort uh around this time a little before Sierra's dad meets up with Jake and he owns a smaller lodge close by the North Star. Is it North Star Inn? North Star Inn. North Star Inn. And he's trying to get financial help with it or maybe like, hey, you could buy it and then you can just kind of connect it because that resort is hurting for money. Hey, that sounds familiar in a lot of movies in the 80s. Yes. (laughs) So unfortunately, 
Mr. Belmont says that, hey, it's not just me saying yes. I got people I got to talk to and stuff. So I'm going to just say no. You know, I'm doing really good. So good luck to you, Jake. And around this time, Jake and Sierra, they actually meet up for half a second as she is getting ready to meet up with Tad. And he bumps into her with a chocolate, what? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate drink and spills some on her fancy, fancy dress. Yeah. And Katie brought it up later. He's like, hey, he looked at her. Well, yes and no. She had a gigantic hat and shades on. So she was kind of her face was hidden. Yeah. So they meet for a couple of seconds. And then she goes off with Tad to to this mysterious secret photo shoot at the photo shoot on top of a mountain. As they pass signs that say, this is dangerous. Don't go over here. Tad proposes to Sierra and she's like, holy shit. And she didn't say yes, but she seemed to be on the side of, I will say yes. And unfortunately, a giant snowstorm hits. A very strong gust of wind. And snow. It was getting like, like white. Thanks, Santa. And she starts sliding backwards on her skis. The reason Katie said, thank you, Santa, is another side story. Jake has a daughter and she made a wish and put it on some wishing a tree. wishing tree. I'd never seen anything like that. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, but it's a bit different. So oh, okay. there's a couple of different t- styles of wishing tree that I've seen. There's like a make-a-wish tree where you can like or like a Toys for Tots tree kind of thing. Basically, you would like a, you get a kid's name and their age and then like the things they like. And you take you take one of the things off of the tree and you fulfill whatever it is like they want Legos and whatever. And then you, atta- you know, wrap it up, put the little tag on top and then you go give it to whoever. That's the only type of wishing tree I've ever seen. But this one's run by a magic Santa thing. So, yeah. So, yes, there is a Santa in this movie, and I will talk about that Santa later, but he is very unorthodox, I will say, in this this world. So Sierra slides backwards down the mountain, and you see many clips of her just head over ass, just flipping, and then she finally slides into a tree super hard and knocks herself the fuck out. She should be dead. And Tad slips through the snow and he falls off the other side of the mountain and he is knocked out. So Jake, as he is taking a couple on a sleigh ride, finds Sierra's unconscious body in the snow. And the couple, they were like, oh, my God, is that a dead body? <laughs> and Jake runs over. He's like, is it dead? Is it dead? He's like, no, she's fine. So he takes Sierra to the hospital and they learn that she has memory loss because of the accident. There was no identification on her. Makes sense. Uh, Usually with rich folks like that, they don't have a wallet in their pocket. Why would they have the wallet? Their security, their people have all the money on them. Why would they hold money? So her ID was probably in the vehicle, something like that. She didn't have anything on her that would work. Her fingerprints. It's weird that she didn't have her cell phone. Oh, that was the weirdest thing. Like, but they didn't really show her really doing self. Maybe it slipped out of her pocket or something. She wasn't doing selfies and things, but she was on the on her cell phone talking to Tad at the beginning of the movie. So like she definitely has a cell phone. Maybe she left it in the car. That's weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially for an heiress like that, whose boyfriend is an influencer. An influencer and, yeah. Like she would have to have that same kind of presence as well. Otherwise it would end up hurting him and like, yeah. So that was a major loophole for sure. Well, well she said that somebody hacked her account. Yeah. So I guess she was having issues. So I guess that was their answer to why she wasn't on social media a lot. And they weren't public. Her yeah. and Tad were not public on social. Yeah. So. so Jake drags her body to the hospital, like I said, and gives her a place to stay while she recovers. So the cops in this town, as they say, she has no fingerprints on file, which means she's never been arrested or never had a job. A smart enough person would be like, okay, so she hasn't been in trouble or had a job. Maybe she's rich or something. We found her skiing. So maybe she's something well-to-do person's like daughter. So like I said, there are issues of chain of command of information in this movie. And that causes this perfect storm of stupidity. We'll talk about that later. So she heads with Jake to the North Star Lodge. And at this point, she takes the name Sarah because that is Abby. Abby, so Jake's daughter, it's one of her stuffed animals. And she's like, yeah, Sarah, that sounds like a good enough name. It's funny she picked Sarah because it's close to Sierra. And I was like, okay, okay. So her brain is like kind of grabbing at things. And at this point of the movie, we get tons of moments with Sierra, oh, Sarah and Jake, the will they, won't they kiss situation. And at first, she's very useless. She doesn't know how to flip pancakes or cook at all because she's rich. She never had to do these things. Uh, she's a slob. She's never had to clean up behind herself. And little by little, she adjusts to a normal life and learns to clean. We get the typical 80s funny scene where a washing machine gets filled up with way too much soap. And soaps everywhere. <laughs> like I said, it's they go super safe with this movie. There's just moments that you've seen before in other movies. They just replay it. And it's just a little more modern. So at this point, Sierra finds out from Jake's mother-in-law that the hotel or the resort is struggling financially. And it's makes sense because there's you know giant big resorts like sierra's dad's place and just go there and he says that the small ones do have a purpose because usually people go to the smaller ones before they can actually really ski then they go to the big ones because they have all the cool shit in them so but he is struggling financially with this and he wants to keep the place open it this was his late wife's business well it was her dad's business and was given to them as a gift and the wife passed away a couple of years ago. And so he's very much like, I can't, I can't let it go. I got to make sure it succeeds. So while all of this is happening, Ted, he didn't die in the snow. Good for him. He meets up with a bearded, crazy guy named Ralph. And it's funny. You would think with the boyfriend that you don't want to cheer for because he's the douchey guy. He actually has a pretty interesting backstory. He's like trying to survive with this crazy guy. And they do, they're doing this like cross country trek to get back to civilization because Ralph doesn't really like technology or people. So he just stays off the grid and they have to do 
a long, long walk. So after a few days and a few moments where they're almost going to kiss, Sierra comes up with the plan to have a party to raise funds for the hotel. Jake is very against this because he's like, I don't want people to think that I need help or I'm struggling. So I'm just going to fake and then fail in front of everybody. So, you know, but he's very much a very helpful person around the town. Yeah. Town. Around the town. And everyone's like, yeah, Jake's a cool guy. But he doesn't want someone to help him like that. It's really weird. But like I said, he's self-reliant kind of person. You don't need help. So they are going to get this party going and he finally relents after a while and he realizes that he needs to let go of his whole sad situation with his late wife there was an ornament that he didn't put up because they bought it together and then she started getting sick and so he never put it up and then finally with the help of sierra a very nice person coming into his life he's able to put the ornament on the tree hooray at this point fucking a person with more than three brain cells comes into the fucking picture. Sierra's dad comes back from his small trip and is like, hey, I've been trying to call my daughter. I can't get in touch with her. Can you tell her to pop up? I need to see her. And Sierra's staff security is like, a uh, funny thing. We don't know where she is. He's like, wait, what? How long has she been gone? Uh, it's been like four or five days. He's like, and he's like, well, we assume she's just with Tad. The dad goes to her room. All her clothes luggage. and luggage is still there. And he's like, she wouldn't leave without her luggage if she was going for on a, on a trip. It's like, okay, you dumbasses. Someone called the sheriff's department and put an APV out for my daughter because she's probably in the snow somewhere. And then you some bitches look for Tad. And then he instantly comes into the room and gets results. And I'm like, man, it must be nice to actually be smart. Because everybody around Sierra just, I don't know, they don't care enough or they're just really dumb. So the search starts and it's actually pretty quick. They talk to the sheriff that brought Sierra to Jake's place. And he's like, oh, I know where she is. Let's get together and do this. They find Tad because they find, <laughs> they discover that, oh, what's the crazy guy's name? Ralph. Ralph is a poacher and so he goes on to not good land uh, land that's not his private and he's hunting animals and so uh he gets arrested and tad's like that's my friend he saved my life you have to arrest me too and then he sees his well, future father-in-law and he's like he's like father and he runs to him and hugs him up and like Sierra's dad's like, where's my daughter? He's like, I don't know. I assumed she was at the hotel. He's like, no, dickhead. She's supposed to be with you. And he's like, oh, well, she's somewhere. Question mark. Sheriff pops up. He's like, I can take you to her. At this point, the party is starting and it's going pretty good. Tons of people show up and they tell Jake that he's very important in this town. And he does a lot of things for a lot of people. And they start giving him checks. And he's like, man, this is great. Money's awesome. Then the mayor is like, hey, so the North Star like Lodge, where it's, it's going to be put up to be a, what's the word? It's a historical monument. So with historical monuments, I don't know the exact like rules of that, but you get a lot of support. So places won't go out of business or anything like that. Well, it like basically that. becomes like a um, 
property of the town kind of and which means that the tax money part of a small fraction of the tax money can be used to like fix it up and yeah. keep it nice so like he was complaining about not having a maid and not having these different things like that would fix it which is awesome so he's super pumped and jake's like doing a speech and he's like i'd like to thank sarah and as he's about to say sarah and bring her up on stage and probably tell her he really likes her and give her a kiss and the movie would end oh no ted and sierra's dad come in they're like we found you holy shit and they're like your name is sierra and she's like uh my name is sierra and she starts having these crazy vietnam flashbacks and i guess that's how your memory comes back you're like oh uh." and she remembers kind of she seems there seems to be still some holes in her memory but she knows okay i know you i'm dating you and you proposed to me that's my dad i get that part so they scoop up sierra Uh, sierra's dad actually thanks jake he's like thanks for taking care of my daughter and tad is just there you know so on christmas day everything's back to normal but sierra is actually being self-reliant she cleans up her room she cooks for herself and tad is like what are you doing you know and she's like i'm making breakfast he's like we got to get ready like we're doing a press conference in like 30 minutes he's like you got to get dressed she's like i am dressed she's dressed moderately doesn't have to be in a crazy outfit that costs millions of dollars like just in jeans and a shirt I'm, i'm good so she has melded. So Sarah and Sierra have made a new person. I don't know what her new name would be, but she is formed into a new person. It's like, I don't know, it's like a fusion dance. So Sierra, she decides that she's going to do things for herself. And she actually resigns from a position her dad made for her. And he's not mad or sad about it. He's like, I just want you to be happy. And, you know, just please just be happy. And I have tons of money. So if you need help, I'll help you. So we find out back in, back at the lodge with Jake and his daughter and his mother-in-law, they are watching the press conference on TV and Sierra, she actually like brings up the name of the place. And she's like, North Star Lodge. They took care of me. It's an amazing place to stay. And she says the name again. And And it's like, oh, shit, they start getting calls and stuff. So it's getting popular. And unfortunately, they see that Sierra, she's wearing a ring on her finger. And Tad is like, yeah, we're getting married. And it's funny. They ask her and Sierra's like, yes, Tad did propose to me. She doesn't say that we're getting married. Or I said, yes. He's just like, yes, he did propose to me. (laughs) And Jake, he turns off the tv you know i mean he never stays till the end so you can hear all the info but he turns off tv he's like yeah that's all i need to see and abby his daughter realizes or reveals to her dad that her wish her christmas wish was for him to find love and find somebody that will take care of him like he takes care of everybody in town and he actually convinces him to be like you should get up and tell her you actually love her like you love you love sierra right or sarah He's like, yeah, did you tell her that? I mean, you know, in, in a manner of words, I did say it. He's like, no, but you didn't say the words, right? Like, you should go tell her. He's like, you know what, little kid? I am going to tell her. So he hops up on his snowmobile. It doesn't work. And he's like, well, shit, how am I going to get 
to that resort. Here comes fucking Deus Ex Santi. Uh, Santa comes in, realizing that he's done so much damage to all these people's lives, and he just makes a sleigh appear. And it's funny, Jake's like, did you bring the sleigh here, little child, <laughs> that I've been watching all day? She's like, no, bro. <laughs> Why would I bring a sleigh here? So they attach their horse, and they head off to find Sierra. And Sierra, she actually breaks off her engagement with, with Tad because she's like, it's not going to work out. You know, I'm realizing that it's not going to work. And Tad is like, you're going to break up with me on Christmas Day? And she says, you'll be fine. Before New Year's, you will be just fine. And he's like, can I post about this on my social media? It's like, my fans will love it. And she's like, goodbye. <laughs> and hugs him. And instantly... One of Sierra's lackeys, he's like, hey, what are you doing for New Year's? And the guy looks at Tad and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Instantly, Tad is fine. He's, he's got himself a new boyfriend. It's, it's all good. So Jake, he runs up to the giant Hummer limo and he beats on the windows. He's like, hey, I got to talk to you. And he spills his heart out to the vehicle. The window rolls down. He was talking to Tad and he's like, I am flattered, but I am busy. And so he runs off. Santa finds Jake and tells him, hey, I'm not done helping you assholes. Go to the back of the resort. You'll find what you're looking for. Thank you, person that looks like Santa. And Jake runs to the back and he finds Sierra. And Sierra tells Jake that her dad is actually going to invest in the North Star Lodge because He's really happy that someone cared for his daughter, which is really cool. And if he has room, maybe he can hire her to do some work at the lodge and start dating. And then everybody comes together. Santa pops up again and leads Sierra's dad and Jake's daughter that he left at the sleigh to them. <laughs> and he's like, get in there, you crazy kids. Uh, I told Katie Santa should just ran up and hugged everybody at the end because he is part of the family. He's done so much for them. And then they kiss. Jake kisses Sierra. Fun fact, Jake, well, the actor did not kiss Lindsay Lohan. He kissed a stand-in. And that's why there was like a lens flare. Why didn't he kiss Lindsay Lohan? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is what I read. <laughs> that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> we need to start. That lists. is quite odd. Yeah. He's probably so upset. Right? Oh, should I get the kids on the other hand? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm sorry, fish lips. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Got to kiss the Lindsay Lohan equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> so, Katie, who was your favorite character in Falling for Christmas? Uh, I had two because they kind of came as a package deal, and that's uh, Avi and Alejandra. They were like the child and the grandma and they were just like sneakily plotting this like let's make them fall in love the whole time and they kept giving each other like side eyes <laughs> and like a, you know the knowing acknowledgement that there are sparks there like some shit's about to go down and I just love that and they were doing all these little things to like ensure that they ended up together and it was super cute. Uh, Emma. Well those were also mine but i'll go with my backup uh my backup was new sierra so sarah 
Yeah. When she was learning how to just do real life things and she was acting like a normal person and kind of wasn't really doing the whole spoiled brat thing. And she was just being a normal, helpful, cares about the little guy kind of person. And I thought that that character development for her was really great. So she is my runner up. Greg? In a shocking twist, I'm going to go with The Child. Wow. Story. Yeah, I know, right? But um, you hate kids. Pronounced Avi? Avi? Yes. Avia. Yeah. Um, sweet kid. Real sweet kid. And in real life, she strikes me as someone who would be a very intelligent, non, and not a nuisance whatsoever. <laughs> oh, I just, she was, the, she was the sweetest part of the, of the, of the, uh, of the plot. And I really wanted her to I was really rooting for her dreams to come true, her holiday wishes. And I really wanted what she wanted, which was basically a renewal of her family. And I love the fact that she had such a love for her father that despite the fact that they both very much miss his, his wife, her mother, that she wants him to be able to have a happiness with a new companion. Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily always see that. Yeah. That's so very wholesome, Greg. I know, right? I'm trying to trying to love kids a little bit more sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she strikes me as one of those kids um, that in real life I would enjoy, much like the ones that I watch in my uh, my kid baking competitions. Oh yeah, like I watch them. I'm like, how come I can't ever encounter kids like these? They're so intelligent and well spoken and talented and. <laughs> Where are, these kids? Kids. Where are these kids come from? You're like nine years old and like you probably read on a higher level than the kids, the teenagers I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, because they're rare as hell. Yeah, it's the cream of the crap and they're all in one place. Apparently. So I'm going with who's my favorite character in this movie? I enjoyed a lot of people. You would think I'm supposed to hate Ted, but he wasn't that evil he was just an idiot and he was an idiot from the beginning to the end but he had a really cool side story he wanted to survive and he was going through the snow with his crazy bearded friend sierra and jake they were really cool hell i i enjoyed everybody except crazy old santa so i'm just gonna go with jake he was a really cool you know helpful dad helpful person around town you know with their with their own struggles you know and usually it's it's always something in their past that drives them to help everybody, but then they don't want help. But he was actually pretty good in this movie. He had reasons to not just want to jump on Lindsay Lohan instantly, but, you know, the whole thing with his wife. But then he was like, what if you're married? Like, maybe I shouldn't be making out with you, a crazy lady. I don't know your name. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Jake, he had his issues to be so just like, I'm struggling with the fact that I really want to get on you. So it makes sense. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? Uh, my least favorite character was Tad. Um, and the least does not mean that he was really that bad. Okay. Let's just make that clear. He wasn't that bad, but um, I just don't like characters that are super vapid. Like, you know, influencers as a whole just are not my jam really like 
especially ones like that who are just like oh gotta like take a picture of this for the gram and I'm trending down. My numbers are trending down. Better take another picture. I was just like, oh, bro, could you like live in the moment and like just notice your girlfriend like at all? I don't know. It sucked because it it fit like they fit together at the beginning when she was also vapid and shallow. But after she grew, he didn't grow at all from his journey in the woods, his trek in the woods with Ralph and just like was vapid and shallow and treating her like he used to treat her and it's like nah dude no clearly things have changed greg least favorite okay so mine is also tad but i'm not sure it's not necessary it's necessarily because of the character itself i don't know if i'm if i didn't enjoy it's either it was either I don't know who to direct my I don't want to say ire but my displeasure with either the performance of the role that the actor was given or the direction and the writing of the role because they laid it the 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 whole vapid shallow bit was I think way overdone yeah you know, and I'm not necessarily sure that was that's that's not even the character itself. Like, I can stand a character that's just, you know, a douche. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I understand what, what, what role that plays in this type of plot, you know? You have to have a reason why she doesn't want to end up being with him once she, you know, becomes a new person, essentially. But they just, they just kind of laid it on really thick to the point where it's like, okay, we get the point, you know? They just kind of overdid that, that role for him. For sure. Emma? I would have to agree, um, Tad. Just he, like we've all mentioned, he wasn't a terrible character. He was just obnoxious. And the whole thing just made me ugh, every time he was on screen. So I was like, nah, I don't like him. So, yeah, I have to go with Tad. Was anybody else surprised at the twist of him being gay, I guess? Uh, not at all. No. No. Well, I had no idea, so that makes me more progressive than y'all. <laughs> <laughs> win. Well, I wasn't surprised because there was like a moment in the woods where uh, Ralph grabs him by the ankles to put uh, snowshoes on. Mm-hmm. And he liked it a little too much. He literally <laughs> said, oh. <laughs> yeah, his reaction to being like manhandled was like, oh, you also s- are into boys. Uh-huh. That's fine. <laughs> so I guess I'm just on the island by myself, but it's fine. I'll put, uh, you know, I'll put this on my back and say fucking Santa Claus in this movie is one of the worst characters. So he gets I'm just in the background he gets the, making people fall in love and giving them concussions and almost killing them. Yeah. So he he gets this message from this one little girl in town. He was there before the message happened or the wish happened. So I guess he lives there mm-hmm. and he's like, I got to make sure she gets a new mom. Well, that spoiled chick over there. I'm almost killer and cause her to fall in love with Jake. It, it's such a crazy thing. This movie could have just been fine without the Santa Claus angle. 
but they could have justified certain things happening. Maybe somebody was going by with the sleigh at the end and he just hopped on, but they wanted to play this. Santa Claus is just causing all of this to happen. And that's why. So they didn't really fall in love just because of happenstance is because Santa wanted them to fall in love. It's a weird situation when you get really deep into it and I probably shouldn't, but Santa Claus is crazy. And he Santa Claus is stronger than a genie. I guess, yeah. He touched his nose and then just people got concussions. So it, well, it, Genie can't make anyone fall in love with you. Yeah. But and then at the, Santa can. And then at the end, he was still just in the background. It, there's multiple scenes where he's just standing there, just, just standing there, waiting, waiting to change something. To assist. Yeah. Because like uh they're not smart enough to do what I need to. Hey, go, go around the other side of the building. Santa with the assist. A super assist. So yeah, he was an absolute mess in this movie. I was like, is this a magic movie? Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't for a long time. And then he popped back up and I'm like, it is a magic movie. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so like I, I said, mean, it was a magic movie at the very beginning when she put her wish on the thing. He like touched his nose and then her yeah. wish like magically flew into the sky on a thing of snowflakes. And then Lindsay Lohan got knocked off the side of a mountain. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought they were going to add that to like the whole snow, snow gust thing with Lindsay Lohan is that she got like smacked by this by the little piece of paper. Yeah, Yeah. that see, that would have been really funny. Yeah. So I guess her wish was the most important on there. Hopefully it wasn't a kid that had like a disease or something. But (laughs) apparently Santa was like, little girl, you're getting a new mom and I'm going to save that resort. (laughs) yeah you know but anyway (laughs) he did all the things let's do seven word synopsis so my i have two my first one is santa is a maniac in this movie Uh, i said it multiple times when i was watching with katie when i got off work i was like that dude's crazy for his game plan he's like that chick's gonna get a crack in her skull but she's gonna find love (laughs) she gets out of the hospital and my second one is sierra security was a legit dumpster fire. If Katie, if I worked for Katie and she's like, don't bother me, I'm me and Bella or do not disturb. Okay. After 24 hours of no talking, like, uh, Katie, knock on the door. I'm getting somebody to open that shit. And then after they realized she wasn't there, they just sat on their hands for multiple days. The dad had to come in and be like, so we're just letting my daughter just be unknown in the world. Cool. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's really dumb. They all should have got fired. Uh, I hopefully they did. So, Katie. Okay. Santa brings two adults together with magic. And then my second one is a fourteen-word synopsis. <clears throat> Katie Heron stayed at North Star Lodge, so I stayed at North Star Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that she sang the same song in here as well as in Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely not an accident. Yeah. <laughs> that Jingle Bell Rock, totally on purpose. Greg. Uh, went very bland this particular time. Amnesia plus the holidays brings new love. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Okay. I'll finish it out. Lindsay Lohan looks remarkably not that bad. Yep. And then spoiled brat gets real life experience after accident. And then I have two alliteratives. 
Tree trunk triggers trauma, tendering twosome's triumph. Jesus. And skiing snowfall, snowballs, summit springs, seasonal savings. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like an ad for sale. (laughs) (laughs) So this film released November 10th, 2022. It feels weird to say it like that. Uh, So it's what? Not even a month old. Uh, yeah, not three even. weeks. Three weeks, yeah, yeah, three weeks. So it's on Netflix, like I said, and that's where you can watch it. And yeah, you can tell it's a Netflix movie because they make fun of themselves in it. And oh yeah, she, wakes, she like took- <laughs> yeah. wakes up one morning and Netflix just pops on. No, she like goes because normally she turns her alarm off and it's, she presses a button and she hits the remote to the tv which she thinks is her like normal alarm and it presses the power button and it loads up netflix and it makes that loud ass boom boom like (laughs) and it scares her out of bed and it was it was the christmas movie with uh carrie ells oh yeah uh castle Castle for christmas Castle for christmas that pops up and then lizzie lohan throws a remote at the tv she does not own and turns it off somehow I assume she broke the TV. She broke it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, it's a Netflix film, so there is no money to be had in this. I, they were in Utah filming this, and they used, what, two different hotels from the, for the outside for, for and the, the north, inside. For the North Star, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, not a lot of locations. They probably, I don't know if they created the town. It might just been on a sound set, but and a fuck ton of snow so either real or not real snow they had to build this area so they probably spent a pretty good amount of money nothing like a marvel movie but uh i know that it got some pretty good reviews and um people i know a ton of people watched it when it first came out the release uh the fourth biggest opening weekend for a netflix original since may 2022 and a best start for an English-speaking film released on a Thursday on the streaming service. So she's pumped for... Uh, Lindsay Lohan's pumped that she was able to do this. She thanks Netflix, like, super, like, a ton. She's like, this was really fun. So yeah. it seemed like everybody had fun on the set. You can tell people have fun because they always have blooper reels. That's how you know. They're like, well, we had too much people just screwing around. So here you go, guys. And I thought that was cool to see. So does anybody... Have anything else to say about falling for Christmas? Nope. It's cute. You won't fall in love with it. <laughs> I just come back. You won't fall in love with it. I will say I kind of have the same complaint that I had for Christmas with you in our episode two. Um, and also a castle for Christmas. Netflix is attempting to do these like lifestyle, not lifestyle, lifetime style movies, like Christmas movies. And they're all under an hour and a half or right at an hour and a half. And because they've like forced themselves into that time slot, they end up having to like push the plot forward really quickly towards the end of their movie. Like they make this really, they build this world and you like, get invested and then it's like ah, we're done and that's just seems to be what they do with a lot of these christmas films so far so 
just a heads up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy myself, but go back and watch Overboard. You probably have more fun. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Boy, is he funny. <laughs> or you could watch The Christmas Chronicles that also has Kurt Russell in it. Or watch Death Proof. Kurt Russell's in that. Yeah, but we're in Christmas month. Oh, okay. I thought we were just naming movies with Kurt Russell. <laughs> no, I'm like, talking about Christmas movies. Okay. He plays Santa. I was like, I know 17 more Kurt Russell movies. I or like you just listen to the Death Proof episode. Yeah, you're right about you that. You could listen to the Christmas Chronicles episode. Yeah, listen one to, and two. Listen to Death Proof one. Get your Katie get mad about feet <laughs> for oh, Christmas. God. <laughs> So uh, with with that, that is the end of this Christmas episode. Uh, You want to do this part or am I doing it? I'll do it. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or you can email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of our christmas movie countdown we will be back again tomorrow with another christmas episode and hopefully everybody on that episode likes the movie a little more than today sorry (laughs) that's that's all right bye bye guys toots whatever that budget was they spent none of it on that fake ass ring let me tell you what (laughs) that ring was from uh Let's see. Pick a pizza place. Oh, yeah. It's like a Pizza Hut, like Peter, Peter Piper machine, pizza. one of those little Peter Piper pizza. Yeah. It's from it's like a Peter Piper's or like a Shoney's. The place that people pick. <laughs> no, it probably came out of somebody's bath bomb. That's for damn sure. Or a candle. <laughs> yeah. From their, what is it? Charlie's? Charming Charlie's? Charming Charlie's. Yeah. It's like a $4 bath bomb with a big ass fake diamond. $5 bucket.